the way you feel leaving the gym. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't you can't be angry. <laughs> it's right. just uh, you cannot walk out after a workout and and be in a bad mood. Um, your brain doesn't work that way, um, and that's just your body's response for saying, "Hey, you did you did the right thing." Um, and recognizing that, and I am very thankful when I leave. I'm like, thank you, God, for me keeping going. Hey everybody, it's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey. Enjoy. David Harris, I'm 44 years old. Uh, been married to my wife Jennifer for 17 years. We have four kids uh, in the eighth, seventh, fifth, and fourth grade, um, and uh, been working out here since about a week before <laughs> shutdown. I remember, man. And your <laughs> wife was going to start like the day it the, shut down. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and so my wife's a teacher, so she's back in school uh, teaching. And uh, I came back to the gym when it opened up, and trying to come pretty consistently. Uh, since then yeah man you've gotten I, I i believe great results just with everything you've been doing really since january since before you started at the gym so um before we dive into that let's go before like long ago give me a little background growing up any sports any struggles with weight anything like that uh no i was in really good shape in high school and uh first couple years of college. <laughs> I was a swimmer in high school. I swam a lot. Uh, did pretty well. Uh, broke my shoulder actually swimming. Uh, and then my in between my freshman and sophomore year in college, I had surgery to fix How'd that. How did you break your shoulder? Uh, we were using paddle work on uh, backstroke and I decided to race and I extended the paddle back too far and I like I said, I was pretty good and I ripped it out and it popped a little bone just like chipped it a little bit and when they went in they just scoped out and ground down that bone um you still feel it today i don't have quite the range of motion in the back of my you know bringing my arm up on my right arm but no i mean i did the rehab stuff and it it's good i mean it it's not an excuse for anything yeah Um, but that was like 20 years ago or oh yeah 25 years 25 almost 25 years ago wow so after that i mean i was in the core at a&m um, so freshman year, you kind of have to stay in shape. Yeah. <laughs> do How a lot much of, did you weigh back then? Uh, like 170 yeah. at the highest, I think. Um, you know, I really, we didn't weigh ourselves. Yeah. Um, but I was, you know, like a 32 inch waist. Wow. Um, I still had the same big chest. I was a, like a 48 and a 50 inch sport coat chest. Um, and then, uh, after surgery, I was still eating like a swimmer. Yeah. Um, gained a little weight, lost a little more at the end of my A&M time. Uh, and then I started working at a restaurant right out of college or actually before I finished college. In college station? Yeah. Which so I, I ran Copy Bridge for oh, yeah. uh, 11 years. Uh, so we started with one and finished with three restaurants. And So did you uh, eat Copy Bridge every day? <laughs> it was the uh, never-ending soda fountain and free food. And oh. I gained uh, about 120 pounds over 10 years yeah wow yeah. i mean okay so that was like age 22 to 34 um, or 32 yeah age 22 to yeah 31 32 yeah i mean it, it, 
would you attribute the majority of that to not saying anything negative about copy bridge, but would you attribute the most of that to working in that environment? Uh, yeah, well, I was letting it cause that problem. Um, I, so I was a general manager. I ran the, the three stores and I never worked out. I mean, I was working 60, 70 hours a week, sometimes 80 football games. I'd go in Thursday morning and I wouldn't see my wife till Sunday. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, it was that. And, uh, I was still drinking beer back then. So a lot did of, did it creep up or did it ha- Cause that's a long time. 10 years is, you know, yeah. was it 10 pounds a year or was no, it? No, like I gained a lot of weight early and then just kind of plateaued and I stayed right. Breaching that 300 pound range um for that long you know where these podcasts are so great is you you end up not because you're talking to anybody specifically but because somebody's listening who's either in the season of life that you were in you end up really speaking directly to those people and so i'm going to try to take that that period of time and say and ask you some questions to help um help everybody understand like your mental state your you know like at what point did you start saying like, man, I'm gaining a ton of weight or, or did you not? I didn't. Uh, I left the restaurant business, um, 2011 ish and went back and finished my degree at A&M. Uh, so, and then that's when I started working out again. And I just at that point decided to just get my stuff back together. What was the weight Um, at that time? Uh, I weighed in at 316. And then, so, um, do you remember any like specific times you weighed yourself in that 10 years? Like you hit 250 or you mm -hmm. hit 275. It was just all, it was just just all of a sudden kept buying bigger pants. Okay. Went from a XL to a double X and just, I was just a lot bigger. Um, and no, it definitely crept up on me and I just really wasn't aware, didn't care, kind of depressed about all that and wasn't going my way. I was letting work define me. Yeah. Um, and it just was the way it was. Yeah. <laughs> and at, in 2011, did some something click or did a moment happen that you felt like, man, I need to do something? Um, yeah, I, I went back to school to finish my degree because I wanted to show my kids not to give up, not mm-hmm. to quit. Uh, started working for a friend at a warehouse in Navasota and just started working out, riding my bike and exercising and went back to Gold's and started lifting weights again, which yeah. is what I really like. And uh, I went from 316 down to 250. Wow. Um, and then I hurt my knee um, and gained it all right back. And How just, did you hurt your knee? I, <laughs> standing on the driveway. <laughs> oh. I literally just slipped and then I stopped riding and it got cold and then and it didn't pick up riding again. And I went back up and it was this year that I got to the heaviest that I'd ever been. Okay. Yeah. So 2011. That was about 2013. So I lost two, all that weight. I guess a couple of years you lost 65 pounds. No, I lost it in like a year. What'd you, yeah. how'd you change your eating habits? Uh, no more copy bridge. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a big part. I cut out sodas. Um, that was when I started cutting out sodas and I went to the zero sugar sodas. Um, and I just did calorie restriction. I mean, I was weighing my food and I, I would pack all my lunch because where I worked, there was no place to eat. Yeah. Um, so it was pack your lunch every day and I just packed my portions and that's all I could eat. Was and, it hard? Um, it was hard at first to realize that being hungry was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like 
if I was hungry, I just ate a cup of bridge cause I could. Yeah. Um, so once I realized that, you know, being hungry is fine. Um, uh, the weight came right off and then cycling, it just, it came right off. How high were your miles on cycling? Uh, I'd ride, uh, about 20 miles a day, um, wow. four or five days a week. Yeah. At what time of the day? Oh, in the heat of the day. I love working out when it's super hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, did, you, did you get into cycling, like going out and doing races or was it? No, I, my dad was always a, cycling and i mean that was what we did as kids we did a loop around dallas that was like 12 miles and what was your loop uh, here uh i would go from our house in edelweiss around a&m over across the highway and back up and it was you know there was two uh, same route every time i'd go into the parking garage and try to race up the parking garage and i mean i like that kind of challenge yeah in cycling it's uh, swimming and cycling for me is where my brain resets. Yes. Um, it's like meditation. There's no one can talk to you. Yes. <laughs> I can't talk to anybody else. You're not being interrupted. Uh, yep. Can't be interrupted. Can't, can't talk on your phone. And so uh, that's where I work out all the stuff in my head and just kind of clear your head. And yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, it was a lot of, it was a lot of hour, two hour rides that just got me going yeah Yeah. i love it you know it's i I tell people and and i feel like that about working out and i like running for the exact reason you just described cycling um because you know i'm not on my phone i'm not i'm just and i ran a few marathons uh before in training for those it was just the best disconnect yeah and I, i i tell people i feel like that's when i get vision ideas breakthrough you know, uh, a lot of my prayer life began running. Mm-hmm. Like I remember starting in 2010 or so and kind of really like going out on runs and for 20 minutes just talking to God, right? Just exactly. like, like really, and it was like, th- that was a great time to do it, you know? And, and then some runs, you know, it, it would be longer than that. But I feel like like the formative years of my prayer life were on runs. Oh, exactly. The pool is where... I get a lot of my prayer time in. Yeah. Just there's no one else to talk to and I, I get way less distracted by everything else. Yeah. So So two thousand thirteen got back up to three fifteen? Uh yeah, it took a little bit longer. Um, got up and I really kinda of just stopped weighing myself again, wasn't happy. Um, and it was Christmas this year that I weighed myself again and started looking and going, yeah, well, how much do I really weigh? And yeah, I was the highest I'd ever seen the scale. I had to buy a new scale. What was that? <laughs> it was at 344. 344. Yeah. So that's, you know, six, seven year period. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can give me any like insight into where you were mentally uh, and just kind of being honest and vulnerable, like yeah. was there discouragement, depression, frustration anger you know all of that um so i left the restaurant business went back to school finished my degree um the warehouse job wasn't going to work out i mean i wasn't getting paid very much uh it was not enough to support my family started looking for another job just got depressed started drinking too much Mm -hmm. um and just let the stress eat me while I ate (laughs) Um, and just mentally was not in the right spot for taking care of myself the way I need to for not just myself, but for my family. Um, So I I let stress bother me and then I wasn't working out again. Um, So that stress just piled up and, and I, 
I really like food. <laughs> and I do too. No, I, I can yeah. definitely relate to that. Yeah. And I tell people I'm an overeater, like yeah. still. Like I was an overeater when I had gained all my weight. And now I'm still an overeater, but I just eat different yeah. foods today. Yeah, and I like to cook. I mean, from Coffee Bridge days and working with a chef at our third restaurant. I mean, I, I do all the cooking for our family. Yeah. I really like creating new things. And uh, it wasn't until this last what, nine months that I said well if i can cook why don't i try cooking healthy yeah <laughs> so so having the couple of years that especially riding that bike like i gotta think from the way you're describing it like it was like something that you passionately enjoyed mm-hmm. looked forward to and then having dropped it for five or six or seven years like how did you not gravitate back when your knee started feeling better how did you not just say like i'm gonna start or, or what did you try like were there like stints of one week or one month in that period of time. There are definitely periods where I get back on, but I let other things be the priority. Um, so our four kids are four and a half years apart. Um, our last kid born 2011, you know, that it wasn't until maybe two years ago where they got kind of easier. Um, but my wife uh, was at the time she was at Rudder High School. Um, so she was a teacher and a coach. So she worked. I mean, during the school year, she works 90 hours a week practically. Mm-hmm. And so I just made the excuse that I had to deal with the kids and I uh, didn't make time for myself. And it just, that became the habit. And every once in a while I'd get on the bike, go ride, would take the kids and go ride around. It wasn't exercise. It was just, um, and I did, I missed it a lot. And my brother encouraged me a lot to try to get back in shape. He always does. Um, I just didn't, I just didn't care, you know. What was the difference in December of 19 mm-hmm. compared to any other time in that five or six years <laughs> i had what i call an event on the side of a mountain <laughs> yeah um, tell, i remember yeah. Tell, so tell me about it so we uh uh so my friend matt and family and then another family um we there were seven adults and 20 well i guess 15 kids Four uh, of which were yours. <laughs> four of which were mine. We have four yeah. kids, so we yeah. say the same thing. <laughs> so it was seven of us adults and 15 kids. We went to uh, Angel Fire to go skiing. Had like this little ski-in, ski-out place. And I couldn't breathe. And I had, you know, four younger kids who had never been skiing. I carried all of their skis to the, <laughs> wow. to the slope. And I got there. They got on, and boom, they just went down the mountain. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was tired. I couldn't breathe. And... I thought, like, I was so out of shape, and I was ashamed that I just couldn't keep. I wanted to ski with my kids. Um, so they skied down, and I went down the mountain. And right before you get onto the slope, I fell, and then I just sat there. And I looked up, and the world was spinning, and I thought I might have a heart attack. And sat there for a minute, and I prayed, and it just hit me. And I just said, what are you doing? Um, my dad was a two-pack-a-day smoker. Uh, had a heart attack at 47, uh, then turned around, had cancer at 57. He was always in good shape, always worked out, and he's still alive. But, uh, you know, he, you know, his dad died at 62. And I said, you know, when am I trying to do this earlier? Mm-hmm. And I just said, no, I want to be around. I want to show my kids. Um, so I, right there on the mountain, I just said, I got to get my stuff together. And uh, finished ski trip got sick, had a little uh, fat guy problem with cellulitis on my leg. Um, when I didn't know what it was, I showed my doctor. And when I looked it up, I realized that it's pretty common for fat people. Mm-hmm. And I just said, no more. I said, I like being in shape. I like working out. I'm athletic. 
not what, what ever. What was the, the prayer? Because you said you fell, you prayed. And what was that prayer like? The prayer was to let me be me and to let my focus be my kids getting into heaven. And the only way I can do that is if I'm around. Mm. And I just told God I wanted to live and that I would take care of myself the way he takes care of me. Mm. Um, so I just said I would I would change. Who is the first uh, person you told that to? Uh, <laughs> um, Matt, who yeah. works out here. Uh, we meet every Sunday. Our families go hang out with each other. And it just came up. I mean, it didn't come up until this summer. They didn't know. Yeah. I just left. It was for me. And they knew there was a change. Matt challenged me um, right after the ski trip. I think they all saw me struggling. And he challenged me to do uh, a six-week challenge with Brad's gym, yeah. uh, BCS Fitness. Yeah. So we did that. And that was a that was another awakening. Like, yeah. holy cow, I'm really out of shape. And I always thought I was more athletic and better than that. And I was not, I was, it was bad. Um, well, and you were probably still like in your mind, the 18 year old, 19 year old yeah. in the core, you know? Yeah. Oh, I thought I could do it all. And I just, I couldn't, you know? And so 344 pounds when you mm-hmm. started that. Yep. And how much weight loss in that six weeks? Uh, I lost just shy of 20 pounds. Okay. Uh, so you started yeah. going down. And then that took you into like January or February? Uh, it took me into mid-February. Okay. Yeah. And that's kind of when you transitioned? Uh, yeah, I took... Um, so at that time, I in also... March, I think, is when you Yeah, came so that month of February, a uh, guy I was working with at the time, uh, he's a big weightlifter. I joined Golds again. Yeah. And we started lifting weights every day at lunch. Um, yeah. And because I, I, I enjoy that. That's, I like doing that part. Yeah. Uh, and so for that two-week period, I was just looking for something. I said, well, uh, you know, we had done the Whole30 diet, which really changed how I looked at food. Um, and I was just looking for something else to push me really hard. And I saw your, I think it was yeah. a Facebook ad, actually. Yeah. And I said, well, it's, a, it's only six weeks. Yeah. And CrossFit scared me. And I, I was really afraid of injuries and just the whole mentality. I didn't know anything about it. And I said, well, it's not CrossFit, it's BoomFit. That's so right. I had no idea. Um, and uh, it was, uh, so I just, I don't know, I, I think I did the online thing and then you called me the next day. Yeah. Um, and so I just said, so it was one what, of those things I said when, yes. When you came over, what weight were you at? <laughs> I think I was at, well, I was still working out. I think uh, I think my first weigh-in here was like 324 or something like yep. that. Yeah. And then uh, in the six weeks, how long? How much weight did you lose? Uh, we didn't really finish six weeks, so I don't know oh, where cause, I because we, yeah, we, we, yeah, we went in quarantine. Yeah, we went in quarantine. Life change. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I was losing ten pounds a month pretty consistently. Let's go. Let, let's fast forward then, because we did a few weigh-ins right mm-hmm. during that time when we came back and opened. I think May eighteenth. Where were you at? in that at, at that last weigh-in prior to opening um i had lost 50 pounds for the year i was just just, just under just shy of 300 and yeah. that was your goal i think you're, um, you had told me you wanted to be under 300 i or... wanted to try to see if i could lose that last 20 in the yeah. six-week challenge yeah um and I, I pretty much did uh it was pretty close so from december to may 50 pounds yep you know and this is going to definitely be like a lot of a lot of things but how'd you do it <laughs> like uh, what would you say some of the top three things that happened in that period of time because it's a lot of weight yeah and it was arguably the hardest for a lot of people the hardest time to to lose weight 
Yeah, the quarantine was good. So the same friend that uh, I went to the gym with, uh, of course, Gold's shut down too. Yeah. Uh, they did uh, Cam Gladiator. That's what he does yep. with his wife. Um, so we went over and worked out in his driveway and did that. And then I did the workouts at 6 a.m. on Facebook with so you. So two a day. Um, two a day, yeah. And uh, I think the big change, really the big thing that I know changed was the uh, 30-day diet. Yeah. Um, the whole 30, t- I took out sugar. I don't eat, I mean, I, it, this is Texas, so I still eat queso, but <laughs> I don't, I don't eat dairy. Um, whole 30 has yeah. queso in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it was really just like, I opened, it changed the way vegetables taste. So I liked eating vegetables and grilled and roasted vegetables. And I stopped putting oil on stuff. I stopped putting butter on anything. I really stopped putting salt on anything. Um, so it just, the way I cook changed, um, except for my kids, they get the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and my, um, Matt's wife is my physician as well. So, uh, she talked about how many calories I should be eating. I, uh, you and Kyle talked about how much protein I should be eating. So I just, I really pay attention to what I eat and make sure I'm, you know, no more. Oh, sure. I eat good. Yeah. No, I, I watch it and I make sure, and I allow myself to cheat and fall and, just make sure I know that I did and yeah. that I don't do it often. Yeah. Um, so. so in that period of time, you know, because c- you're definitely somebody who has like really big goals and, you know, mm-hmm. you want you want results. Have, have Was there ups and downs in that 50-pound weight loss, like times that you wished you would have lost more weight or? No, I was pretty consistent. Yeah. I, I'm in a down right now for yeah. sure for the last five, six weeks really. Yeah. I haven't lost a pound in at least a month. Perfect. So let's um, kind of walk our way to that. So from May to six weeks ago, what was the, what? uh, officially right now, uh, it's my weight in this morning on my scale. I've lost 70 pounds since. Wow. So uh, 20 pounds from May to about June 20th ish. So end of June, yeah. end, of June July, yeah. end of June. And so that next 20 pounds, did it come off just the same way the first 50 mm-hmm. did? Yep. Very steadily. Yep. Still working out twice a day? Uh, the two days, so I changed jobs and I actually started my own company. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another thing to do during quarantine. Uh, and so my my time has changed a lot. You know, like my schedule is all over the place now. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, my wife and I are walking every night now, um, so I'm still trying to do something to just move my body twice yeah, so a day. Yeah, so you're doing 5 a.m. here mm-hmm. and then walking in the evenings. Yeah, we walk three miles every night. And nutritionally, did you just keep doing the same type of eating? Uh, no, uh, my doctor said, why don't you change it up? And so now I'm doing intermittent fasting. Okay, so, I, so let's talk a little bit about uh, that. So how, how did that change your schedule, your eating schedule? Some people know... What intermittent fasting is, some people don't. So I still eat pretty much the same amount of calories as I was before. It's a lot harder to eat that much in a short period of time. Sometimes I eat and I'm not hungry at all. Um, But I I eat in about a seven-hour period. I eat somewhere around 1230 to we eat dinner at 630. um, And I have my protein shakes and I have basically two meals. Are you um, hungry in the morning? Oh, I'm very hungry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're fighting hunger all morning, pretty much. Uh, no, I'm really used to it now. Yeah. So I mean, I I like coffee, so I drink yeah. coffee, but it's forced me to not be hungry. I drink a lot more water, mm-hmm. um, so I'm staying a lot more hydrated. Yeah. Um, and 
No, I'm, I mean, it was easy to get used to it, and I've really just gone back to it's okay to feel hungry. Yeah, to, which you know, is kind of what yeah. you thought back yeah. when you were originally trying to lose yeah, weight. Yeah, so I don't immediately be like, I'm hungry. The big change now is when I'm hungry and I am need food, and I know I should eat food because it's the right time. I'm much better at making a good decision on what I eat. Yeah, <laughs> and do you so. feel like as far as sticking to clean foods, you've done that for the last now seven months six months oh yeah yeah so that's just kind of a new life a new way to eat do the other foods still tempt you or do you still feel like no i mean we missing them a little bit since quarantine we don't have to eat um you know which has actually been great uh buying the food has really changed i mean the program for the six-week challenge on what proteins to get you know so Mm -hmm. we're fish and lean chicken and even a little bit of lean red meat um and we eat a lot of venison in our house so yeah uh, lean meats and grilled vegetables with really like nothing on them yeah <laughs> i'll put yeah. i'll put a little pepper on there um, just to marinate it a little yeah bit something to, it. something to make it taste a little better but uh you know t- take out the oil in the pan take out the butter in the pan yeah um eggs egg whites it is a spinach. whole new way man yeah. of life and, and you know when you're living it it's just your new way but when you're transitioning from like, especially for you, like loving to cook, like having that chef kind of mi- yep. mindset, you know, like I never had that. But for me, it's like I would eat chicken bland because to me, it's yeah. just, you know, but uh, Alicia, Can't do that. We'll see- yeah, no, she, yeah, <laughs> so, but we'll season it yeah. and it tastes really good, but it's healthy, you know, and same with broccoli, you know, we'll bake it, put some salt and pepper, um, and it's a, it tastes way better. Yeah. And I think it's just like that's if that becomes your new normal. Like I don't eat any dressing on salads. For somebody who only eats dressing on salads, it's pretty extreme to never eat a salad again with dressing. It's it's weird. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. to do a little balsamic vinegar. Yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> it's it. hard. And, yeah. Or we do. I do a lot less dressing. Um, yeah. Try to keep it a lot lower. Um, yeah. I mean, in the as my friends have seen some weight loss we talk about what I'm eating and I get ideas from my brother's a, in very good shape. He does a lot of Ironmans. Um, wow. and so we talked to him about it. Same with my sister and, you know, adding spinach to protein shakes to make them smoother. I was like, yeah. ah, but you get a lot out of that, adding yeah. blueberries to it to get some carbs. And, yeah. um, so it's been, there's been a lot of ideas that people have thrown and I, I take all of them and try them. And so let's talk um, about those last two months. Sounds like July and August were not, yeah. <laughs> nearly as uh profitable in the no. weight loss stance no i just kind of stuck uh so i went and got a blood test to see if there's anything wrong with me yeah everything came back golden i don't have cholesterol yeah um no high blood pressure nothing um so there's technically nothing wrong with me uh, my doctor says just keep going what's the weight um, today the weight this morning was 271 Okay, yeah. that's, I mean, dude, that's yeah. awesome, right? Yeah. I mean, 316, yeah. you said? Or no, no. 344. 344 yeah. in December yeah. after the ski trip. Yeah, uh, Christmas is like the day after Christmas, yeah. yeah. And so you've, you've, this last two months, um, what's the hardest part of not seeing that scale go down? Oh, it's just frustrating. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, for me, it's what I didn't want to do is diet. I didn't want to do anything that's like, let's just get somewhere and then I'm done. I really wanted to find 
the new me for it. So one of the things I did in December was talk about the the five things I'm going to change in my life and focus on. And it was, you know, finances, family, fitness, friendship, and my faith. Um, so just those are what I'm focused on. And it's, I'm, I just know I'm plateaued and it'll, it'll keep coming off. I, I see a lot of, the good part is I see a lot of strides here in the gym. There's so much more I can do and I can the just the little victories. And I just try to remind myself of that. My wife tries to remind me of that mm-hmm. clothes are fitting better. I'm on the last notch of my belt. When I started, wow. I was on the, the very first notch. Wow. <laughs> so, um, it was, you know, it, that's, it's just a lot easier to focus on that part than the weight will come off. I mean, there's just no way I can do this, eat right and exercise and it not come off eventually. Mm-hmm. And my body will, my body will catch up. No, you're absolutely yeah. right. And, you know, I think when you hear this episode or this podcast, it's, it should encourage you because everything you're saying, it's kind of like when you're going through a tough time in your life and, and you know God has you, right? Like, you know yeah. his word and his truth, but it's still hard. Yeah. I always tell people I'm disappointed, not discouraged. Yes. Um, and I can be disappointed, but I, I do trust Jesus. And I trust that following him and doing and living his life, that's really all that matters in the end. And this part is just a little piece of it. And yeah. so if it, I mean, I, I had grandiose dreams of losing 120 pounds in a year, 10 pounds a month. I was like, oh, that's pretty even. That's pretty attainable. And I knew I'd plateau and I thought there'd be a month where I'd lose like 20 pounds. And um, it, you know, it hadn't happened, but I also realized that after seeing people here in the gym, that it's, it's also more about what my body is. So if I don't lose 120 pounds, but I gain a bunch of muscle. Okay. (laughs) You know, um, for me, it's, I just want to be, I want to follow those markers that I'm in shape. Yeah. And Uh, it's like what you're going to go through building a business. Yep. You know, there's going to be three months or, you know, 12 months that you feel like, man, everything is perfect, but that profit margins or the customers aren't calling or the, you know, prospect, or I didn't, I'm not closing the deals that I should. And I I believe, and I I think this speaks directly to the two months that you're in right now is that there's always a valuable learning lesson when things aren't going our way. Like if we're honest, that's when we really learn the lessons, right? That's when the growth actually occurs. You know, when you're losing 10 to 15 pounds a month, things are going exactly the way you, you, you build. And I don't think it's bad, but you build some confidence and some kind of like cockiness a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and that's not like when we start really like getting too proud of ourselves is when we start allowing some old bad habits like queso. And, oh, yeah. oh, it's like, it won't affect me. I can, you know, it's like the thing for me for 20 years, I feel like I've lived like humbled towards my fat self. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely. I, I am, I, I tell people I'm like a fit person trapped in a fat guy. Yeah. And, and I, I still remember like I'm a decision. I'm a bad decision away from going back to that life because I'm the person who will eat the queso and then have the sopapillas 
<laughs> and then, you know, an uh, hour later, eat the leftovers if there were any from anyone else's, you know. And, and then the next morning, think, oh, well, you know what? Let's just eat whatever, you know, breakfast tacos. You know, it's like, so it's poor decision after poor decision. And so it's like, but that unfortunately happens when we start getting too, too like, confident. You right. know, like, it won't hurt me. I worked out this morning. Oh, you know, it won't hurt me. You know, I, you know, I'm losing weight right now, so I can afford a cheat day. And it's really right now where you realize how you're still very vulnerable to your body, right? Like, it, it's like you're not in control. Like, no, even yeah. though no, my body hadn't caught, caught up yet. That's right. Yeah. And, and right, right now is where you really find out what you're made of, too, because it's like, okay, am I doing this strictly for weight loss? Like, am I doing this for that number to go down? It's kind of like building a business. Yes, we want to make money, but then sometimes you're not, you know. Am I doing this just for that or do I have a higher calling? Do I have a higher purpose? You know, am I in this marriage just to feel love or am I committed because I made that covenant before the Lord, you know. And that's why I've tried to focus on all of it instead of one part of it. And, you know, my wife likes to remind me that it took me. 40 years to get this fat mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not going to knock it off in one year. I mean, my body is, has been trained to gain weight. Um, but there's a better look on me inside. Well, you and, had a uh, great year so uh, far. I mean, in seven months, almost eight to lose yeah. 70 pounds. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's been, <laughs> it's been, it, there's been a lot of victories that have yeah. really good clothes that I could fit back into. Um, just, there's a lot of fat guy problems that, you know, not holding my breath to tie my shoes, not getting out of breath to walk up steps. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of uh, little victories that really, that have helped a lot. So is there another uh, ski trip coming up? There is. <laughs> so I'm really working hard to get ready for that one. So the same three families were going again. So cool. Um, and I'm I'm ready to keep up with the kids. Yeah. So, and that, that's been a lot of the inspiration is trying to show my kids that, um, what, what you can do to take care of yourself. Have they noticed? I mean, they've noticed what my, you know, as soon as quarantine started, my teenage daughter just got depressed. I mean, hung out in a room, didn't do anything. And, uh, she didn't advance in her ballet class and, um, just having a bad day in the car. And it, I don't know how I said it. They weren't my words as the Holy spirit, but I basically just looked at her and said, you know, there's going to be two type of people that are coming out of this. Those that stayed the same and those that changed. Mm. And I said, so take this opportunity to change and become a better version of yourself. And I, I explained to her this situation, what I'm doing, why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, and I said that I'm trying to get the better version of me to come out. And she, within a day or so, she, the switch flipped and she got on her bike. She was riding like 10 miles a day. She was doing her homework she started really practicing our dancing. She now, now she's made the dance team. Um, then for, randomly she tried out for the volleyball team. And I mean, she, she just turned on and my son, same thing. He just, he started attacking stuff and saying, I can do better. And they, they are. So I'm hoping that they can see that there is, you know, letting it, letting that bad decision depress you more is just going to make another bad decision. Yeah. So we're, we're all trying, um, and I just wanted to see them do the best they can do 
uh, whatever it is they decide. Yeah, on. and you, yeah. I mean, you're leading by example, which is the absolute best way to do it, yeah. right? Waking Doesn't feel up, like it sometimes, but but yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah. consistency over a long. I mean, they're gonna have days that are you're off, yeah. and but over over a period of time, consistency always wins. Yeah. You know, and the person who doesn't quit is always there and showing those that you know yeah. probably are thinking about quitting that hey, you don't have to. Yeah, I I mean I, I've just there's been some. I think it was maybe yesterday or what's today, Wednesday. So Tuesday at the gym. I mean, I just didn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah. Like I thought about just yep. like walking out and it took everything and I didn't have a good workout and I f- didn't, I didn't push myself, but I left the gym feeling pretty good. And so I worked out at lunch, went on my walk with my wife. And then yesterday I made, I tried to make up for it. That's awesome. That's <laughs> um, what I tell yeah. people, man, I don't want to work out every day. Yeah. Like that's not, I, I, I there's actually more days than I'd probably like to admit that I'm not in the mood, but I have trained my body to be a slave to it. You know, like in other words, it's like what it doesn't me not wanting to doesn't dictate whether I do it or not. Right. <laughs> Which is in my opinion, that's maturity in your fitness journey. And I say that kindly to anybody listening because I'm not calling people immature, but when you basically don't feel like it, and that dictates whether or not you do it. It's it, it's just the immature um, mindset when it comes to commitment of exercise. Marriage can be the same way, right? Just because oh, you don't absolutely. feel like loving that person in the moment doesn't mean you know you can't do love, right? That's part of why marriages unfortunately fall apart is because one day you don't feel it and it's like well that could be an immature way of being in a relationship yeah in a marriage right specifically and so um i think you know it's almost like exercise at least for me has become such a like priority like you said earlier that it is like there's no doubt in my mind that this is what i'm gonna do but also there's days I'm human and I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so that's where the structure yeah. of a class and a coach and people in the group that I enjoy time with and, um, that really add value to me doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is, uh, it's hard to get up at four thirty. Uh, it's hard to go to bed at nine thirty. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but it is one that the, you know, that's the easiest and best time for me to work out. Um, cause it doesn't affect the rest of my schedule. Um, and it is a lot easier to do it knowing that, well, one, Kyle, call me if I don't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, but uh, to, to show up, it, that was, uh, my priest had said, that, that, that's your God moment. You mm-hmm. know, when you're not feeling it, well, you missed it. You know, so like, why did you turn? Why did you come in the first place? Yeah. So you're already here. You've already had your moment. Now just follow through with it. That's awesome. Um, so that's what I looked at is like, well, the alarm went off and I'm awake. Might as well just go. And yeah, there's how there's much of this days. do you consider a spiritual journey? I mean, this whole, this whole year was meant to be that. Um, so I, I really tried to develop what I'm focusing on, um, and just get back that relationship with Christ that, um, I think everybody desires, um, just to make sure that my focus ultimately is, on living the Christian life and to follow Christ and do what he asks of us. And so it's as simple as, uh, saying yes to more stuff and knowing that saying no and shuddering stuff just cause I don't like it. 
um, is that where crisis, you know, to not miss where he's talking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of it and taking care of my body is, it's gotta be in there. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't not take care of your body. And I, I just didn't, I never realized it. Um, I never realized that I had, how much I wanted to take care of it, how much it affects me to not like pictures of myself and how much it sucks that shirts don't fit. And they go on the other side of the closet. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, uh, that's the part where knowing that I'm doing this for more than just being in shape, that it's, it's all of the journey. So, man, I feel like you just answered the question I always ask last, <laughs> but I'm going to ask it anyway. The title of the podcast is building better people. Um, so, you know, the, the, that's the mission statement, the core purpose behind everything that we do. Um, it, it is something that I believe to a conviction is that everybody, when they start exercising, they become a better version of themselves. Mm-hmm. And that can wake me up early and that can make me want to work really hard for making a space that everybody feels welcomed at, that people, no matter how much they weigh, no matter what their fitness abilities are, no matter what their past is, can come in and, and feel the the becoming of a, a better version of themselves. So for you, in your life, right, knowing what it was to be not working out or now working out, how is that true for you? How, is, uh, how have you become a better version of yourself? Um, I think I've just realized that it's possible um, to not not let anything else tell you you can't. Um, so, I mean, whether it's during quarantine, I mean, there was no accountability practically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't have to see anybody. It was easy to say, I can't be around anybody. Um, but knowing that if I did it, it was really for my betterment, um, for my body, for my brain, for my marriage, for my kids, um, all of it. Um, and that is really what I like about here is there's guys as there's guys at the class that are the best in the gym. And then there's guys that are not, Mm -hmm. um, and it's easy to strive for, to beat them in anything and the little bit of competition and, and just the inspiration that, you know, they struggle too. Um, and it really is, I guess to answer that, to, to become better, it was just waking up, um, waking up and realizing that you can. And even if it's from being able to do literally one push up on January 2nd to now I can do a lot more, um, and not being able to run period to being able to run. And then really just the way you feel leaving the gym. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't, you can't be angry. <laughs> it's right. just, uh, you cannot walk out after a workout and, and be in a bad mood. Um, your brain doesn't work that way. Um, and that's just your body's response for saying, Hey, you did, you did the right thing. Um, and recognizing that. And I am very thankful. When I leave. Like, thank you God for me keeping going. And One I, day at a time. Yeah. And I pray and I, I've got some accountability friends that aren't going to let me quit. My, my friend joined the gym and now I really can't quit. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and his son joined the gym too. Yeah. So now he's already faster and better than me. And <laughs> you know, and so it's, it's one of those things now. So now I got a 16 year old. And awesome. it is, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. Well, thanks David. Yeah. This is great. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in Bryan college station, we would love for you to come to our gym 
and start with one of our programs. If you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial, visit us at boomfitbcs.com. That's boomfitbcs.com.